Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. We are diving into 2 Timothy chapter 3, and this is actually going to be the final podcast for the book of 2 Timothy. And so if you're looking at the scriptures or have read it, it's um, a short 17 verses. And so we'll probably just kind of go verse by verse and work our way through it today and see what uh, what God has in store for us. Mm-hmm. So should we take it away just from verse 1? Let's take it away. Take it away, Arne. All yeah, right. Some of this stuff isn't really fun to sit in. No. Yeah, verse 1 <laughs> just talks like about the listing. signs of the last days. Mm-hmm. And we, we've talked about this before. But every couple of years, you got some buddy who predicts the return of Jesus. Sure. And they say they have quantified and analyzed and figured out the dates and times based upon apocalyptic scriptures and mm-hmm. Revelation mm-hmm. and Daniel and all these things. And so far, everyone has been incorrect. And uh, so we've far. said before, mm-hmm. God's not going to share that time with anybody. When Jesus was asked about it, he had limited himself and did not know that time, mm-hmm. nor do the angels only know. Only the Father. Yep. Yeah, only the Father knows. So I'm going to do this to you, Bobby Jean. I'm going to ask no. you a question. You just tell me. Um, I don't like this game already. Oh, it's, it's a helpful one. See, it's an easy one. I, let me interject before you even go, because I feel like there's an answer you're looking for. See, no, that's why no. I remember doing this in class too, and they're like, hmm, who can tell me, you know, who? and it's like, you already have an answer that no. you want everybody to say. So why are you asking me? What? Just, just let's play it out. <laughs> See where it takes us. Okay, so what what Paul is telling Timothy here is here's some descriptions of when you'll be in the last days. Okay. Okay, so Bobby, are people lovers of money today? Survey says yes. Are people lovers (laughs) of themselves today? Yes. Are people boastful today? I'm. I will say yes. Proud. Affirmative. Abusive. Sadly. Disobedient. Mm -hmm. To their parents. Mm -hmm. How Mm -hmm. dare they? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ungrateful. Yeah. Unholy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without love. Right. Yeah. I unforgiving. Have to say, I do agree. Slanderous. Yeah. Without self control. Brutal. It is the not truth lovers of good. Treacherous. Rash. Conceited. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Does yeah, that describe our world today? That is that is grief being my heart. But yes. Yeah. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. Mm. Yeah. So <laughs> what happens here is, would you say then that we're living in the last days? I would, I would have to agree with these verses and say yeah. that that is what it is saying. So um, instead of getting caught up trying to figure out when Jesus is coming back, it seems pretty obvious that we're in the last days. And really, you could probably have spoken to the people when this letter was written. Totally. And they categorically are living in, quote unquote, the last days. Mm. So I don't think there's much use in us trying to figure out when he's coming back, but just acknowledge we're closer to Jesus' return probably than we realize. Mm -hmm. And we have to take seriously what we're supposed to do. Yeah. And so verse five of that really stood out to me, especially for where where we're at, our cultural context, this cultural moment, people appearing to have a form of godliness, but denying its power. Yeah, why? Why did that? I feel like right now, like uh, justice and... Mm. freedom and tolerance are all like like flags that are waved Mm. and people try to claim as like virtuously like being held to Mm. and i think there are aspects of those things that the world is offering right now 
that hmm. appear good and are attractive to people who, um, even some people in the church. And so in a sense, that's a form of godliness. Some mm. of those things, like God's a God of justice. Right, that's a piece of the pie. Yeah, yeah. God's a God of truth. Mm -hmm. um, God's a God who uh, is gracious and forgiving. Mm -hmm. And the problem, though, comes when we deny the, the power behind such things. Mm. And so the problem is when we try to be like lifelong learners but don't, uh, like, look at verse seven. Could you read verse seven for us? Yeah. Let me find it. Always learning and never able to arrive at the knowledge of the truth. Mm -hmm. hmm. So I feel like there's this false piety, this false religiosity within the church where it's like, hey, let's ask these hard questions, hmm. but not ever answer them. Hmm. And it's not that we have to have every answer to every question, to every problem of our life, but some of the things that are plaguing the church today, the scriptures actually give great clarity. Right. There is actually answers. Yeah. And so when we're trying to have a form mm -hmm. of godliness, but we're denying the, the power behind the godliness, like we're basically yeah. saying, I'm a good person, I'm generous, I'm kind, and not giving acknowledgement to the Lord or the work of the Spirit. And then yeah. we're trying to be lifelong learners, but never coming to the truth behind this godliness and behind this way of living. Mm -hmm. We are the people that Paul is warning Timothy against. Mm -hmm. So what's coming to me is like, I need to invite God into my eating. I need to invite God into my working out. I have to invite God into my study of emotional health. I have to invite God into my desire for justice in today's world. Like those are all like good things. Health, um, reputation, uh, making wrongs right. Instead of like picking up the flag that the world's waving, which does not include the power of God. Mm. We have to fight for like these things that God's called forth in Scripture, like justice, like truth, like generosity, but we have to invite God to be part of that. Healthiness, these kind of things. And we come to a point where we realize like we're doing this because of who God is and because of what God's done, hmm. which kind of counteracts what verse 7 says. Like, we're always learning. I'm an Enneagram 14. Hmm. Or... Yeah, because otherwise it's a means to an end that's yourself. You know what I mean? Otherwise, like it's all about you all the time and your power and your ability and your I feel like that's kind of where my understanding came from in those verses is like having the appearance. So it's like, hey, we have the fluff and we have the fruit, but you don't have the person. So what's the point of having the fruit if you don't have the person? You know what I mean? Like, what's the point of having the power if it's separated from God? Right. Anyway, we're kind of off. But that's kind of where I thought. Mm -hmm. So that's good. That's helpful. Is there anything else you wanted to add there? Yeah, I, I mean, the next couple of verses, I okay. feel like, tie into it, but... Okay, let's tie them in. Okay, we're going to bow them, knot them, pull them. Because verse 8, <laughs> he, we're tying them. He goes back to, like, Moses dealing with those um, yeah. Egyptian magicians and sorcerers who mm -hmm. are really deceptive, Janus and Jambres, who oppose Moses. Right. And they were men of depraved minds who really, if you think about it for a while there, were countering Moses... Miracles right, they had the power. Well, whether it was mm -hmm. tricks or it was true spirits. Demonic. Yeah, demonic, like supernatural power. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting to me is verse 9. Mm. It says, because they will not get very far. Mm -hmm. As in the case of those men, their folly will be clear to everyone. Mm. And I think it's not it's everyone, including like those who are part of the, the body of Christ. Mm. Not everybody in the world, because everybody in the world can still be deceived. But sure. it's those who long to be part of the body of Christ, the church, the Christian community. If you're if you're attached to the scriptures, 
and you're looking at the world trying to figure out like, is this right? Is this good? Is this helpful? Mm. At, at the initial look, it might appear to be yeah. a good thing, a winsome thing. But that form of godliness, if it denies the power of Jesus, is no different than Janus and Jambres. Totally. It's, it's no different. I mean, having some form of justice that God's not included in is, I would say, sin. And having, mm. having a form of health that does not include God is um, vanity, is like, I want to I look good, I want to feel good, mm. but it comes down to all about mm. me, not, hey, God, thank all you for my me. body. I want to take right. care of my body. It's a temple of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And I want you to be included in this. God, you made me. Meet me in this journey as I am working out and eating healthy and trying to find community in mm. this appropriately, these kind of things. Mm. And if we're attached to scripture and we're navigating the things of this world, verse mm. 9, uh, the people who are false teaching aren't going to get very far because father time will catch up and their folly will be clear to everyone. Mm-hmm. I think you give everything time, allow yeah. father time to run its course. It, it reveals much. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Well, I like how you said tied into scripture. Cause that's where I feel like the chapter goes too. you know, like if you keep mm-hmm. reading from verse 10, 11, just talking about like these kind of teachings and how to conduct and, and kind of like what Paul's like talking about his own life and encouraging Timothy in is like just to continue. Right. Is that where you're going? Yeah. Where are you looking at? Yeah. It's Cause that's kind of what stuck out to me. And so as you keep reading, it says, so verse 10, you however have followed my teaching, my conduct and my aim in life, my faith and my patience. So another like list here, a good list, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and my sufferings. Now that's verse 11. <clears throat> and, uh, I think really that theme just continues and what stuck out to me was verse 14 continue so again but as for you continue in what you have learned so that same theme and have firmly believed knowing from whom you learned it so he's Hmm. paul's going back to talking about timothy and his mom and his grandma yeah he's saying you know this you've learned it from childhood um continue in that and you guys that's what clark just said about time is like continuing takes time and man let me tell you that is a challenge. Like we, one of the things that blessed me most about maybe, um, this truth was from couples ministry years ago. You're going to know this conversation. We were talking with somebody and it was a older gentleman, like in his middle, probably now in his sixties actually. And he was talking about how his stubbornness just when he was young, this, mm. he was just like this bullheaded, like stubbornness that he had. It was just like this constant bumping up against other people and how now as in more, a more mature man in his stature, but also a more mature man in his walk with the Lord, he looks back and he sees, man, thank you God for how you have continually met me with grace in my walk with you. And you have changed my stubbornness to steadfastness. Yeah. So you have taken something, Lord, that was a pain in my life. It really was in my relationships and in all of my life. And you, God, Holy Spirit, and me continuing, abiding, you have made this into a gift of you. That now I'm somebody that you know what? You're in a pickle. I'm my stubbornness is steadfastness. I'm going to stand by you and I'm going to walk with you. And that's a gift of God now, but it was time. It was continuing the good work. It was walking every day. It was firmly believe, like clinging to the truth. Yeah. And so that encouraged me from verse 14, just like, man, continuing in what you have learned, that's a lifetime. It really is. 
And so Paul's charging that to Timothy saying like, hey, do this. And an- another example that popped in my head too, because it just says from childhood was, you know, like feeding kids, like where I do that, you know, I feed kids a lot. We attempt. And, yeah. <laughs> and part of it is like when they have an aversion or like something that they're like, oh, I don't want that. Okay, well, let's, let's throw out broccoli. I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. Sometimes it takes like, what is it? I think it's like 30 exposures, like for a toddler to even like look at this thing and think like, Mm, yeah i'll try a bite like exposure what's, what's not an example even... from our kids do you, do you think that someone's finally taken to oh we have them all the time and so, i mean broccoli is one my yeah. so we will have it steamed with cheese on top but everybody's favorite way is roasted oh, and roasted the kids broccoli. will say that that now they want it because yeah. it just took time and exposure like you said the first 29 times that they stuff like, ended up in winnie's Mm-bleh. belly under the table <laughs> Yeah, Winnie. Thank or you. Or in my belly. We yeah, Kirby you, calls Winnie the living mop. The Did living, you know that? No, that's funny. <laughs> I, know. I, I read some anyway. I read something I was looking at health and mm. wellness weight that dads gain a lot of their unhealthy weight mm. when they're cleaning up from dinner. Because we were like the <laughs> the garbage compactor that oh a little extra broccoli here a couple extra roasted potatoes over here oh some meat they didn't eat that I'll put well you're chill. I feel like our kids now are like hey I'll eat that I'll eat that don't I'll eat and like, I, <laughs> I know they're taking my food back in the day it's like hey you know you're not gonna finish that cheeseburger everyone now, just slide your plate down now to one dad. double double is not enough for Cal my goodness gracious where does this go well every Cal okay well Dad you will often be like oh hey bonus fries because there's some in the end oh, of the yeah. bag <laughs> nope. No more bonus fries at the Corver house, you guys, when we eat it. You have to get an extra fry just to get home. <laughs> I know. Give me a fry, Dad. That is, that is true. Anyways. Okay. Great. Continue. Well, going back to what you yeah. were saying, what I mm-hmm. appreciate about the, the pointing out of the scriptures and really the, the steadfastness and the yeah. lifelong doing is mm-hmm. Paul is saying that the mm-hmm. scriptures and the teaching line up in my way of life in yeah. verse 10. You know all about my teaching. Mm-hmm and my way of life. And there's a connection point mm. there. They're not separate. They're, They're not, not different. Separate. Mm. And so it's like what we read in scripture, we're going to sin, we're going to slip, we're going to fail, but we forgive, we repent, we turn, and we just keep following Jesus. And it's a, yeah. it's a marathon. A marathon. It's a yeah. lifelong mm. journey. Like that compound interest financially takes so much time. Think about that mm. spiritually, making those little deposits and reading that little yep. Bible story yep. at your dinner table or saying prayer around the, the, the mealtime. Um, praying with mm. your spouse before you go to bed or whatever it is like that adds up over time. Yeah. And when it's applied and attached to scripture, you're going to continue to be refined in your, in your inner person and yeah, in your relationships. But yeah. going back to what he's saying to Timothy, you're mm. going to be able to have a worldview that's able to make sense of what is good and godly and what is false. and might appear to be good, but it's actually right. sin. And that just comes from spending time with Jesus. Mm. Because he transitions and ends this chapter talking mm-hmm. about the scriptures. He right. says, from infancy, you've known the holy scriptures that make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture, Genesis, Revelation, all the Old Testament and the New Testament is God-breathed and mm-hmm. is useful for teaching, so the building up, for rebuking and, and correcting, which is calling out in sin, and then training, the mm-hmm. edification, again, that building up, that encouraging, that growth so that the servant of God might be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Mm-hmm. So what, what Paul is telling Timothy here is you are not going to be able to do and live into the destiny that God's mm-hmm. called you to if you are not clinging to the word of God. If you're not clinging mm-hmm. to the scriptures day in, day out, it might just be a little bit, but just keep going. Mm-hmm. It's that steady drip. 
and uh, that that's God's desire for us. So my mm. word to you is in, invite God into your yeah. your emotions. Invite God into your mental health. Invite God into your diet. Invite God into your community. Invite God into your hobbies. All these things into your view of justice, into your view of sexuality, into your view of finances. Um, God's not meant to be contained on Sunday. Don't wait for Sunday. Invite him into your everyday and be clinging to the scriptures as you go. And, you know, we'll look back in a couple months, a year, a couple years and go, whoa, we, yeah. we've grown. We've come a ways. This yeah. is encouraging. This is good. And, and it's your job and it's my job to remind each other this. Yeah. To remind other people that. Mm-hmm. Um, because it can be hard and disheartening and we can slip up and forget. But, hey, it's a marathon. We're doing this together. Well, and I mean, okay, one last tidbit. You were wrapping up with your tone. But I would say you do it together because, yeah, we, we remind each other and keep each other accountable. But also because we bless each other. That's where we can say, hey, you know what, Clark Evan? Eight months ago. Drop my middle name. Yeah. You know what, eight months ago, that would have been some kind of like big reaction out of you. But now, like eight, now looking at the present, it was gentle and kind. So thank you for that. I, somebody did that. I, Jody Grass, we've talked about this before. She mentioned oh, that yeah. in her sermon up front too with you, co-teaching. She shared how somebody said, you know, I slipped and fell in sin. And not only was I held accountable by the right church, but instead of sitting in sin for six months yeah i sat in it for one night and i thought oh i gotta come back to the lord on my knees Mm -hmm. anyway thanks so much for listening you guys the lord bless you and keep you don't make his face sign on you and be gracious to you the lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace have a great day